welcome back to another episode of Nafam the podcast on this Zen Sunday morning. It's not really morning. It's afternoon. And it's close. It's technically two o'clock if you don't count daylight savings time. Oh, we're doing it's this one now. O'clock. We're doing this now. Yeah, it's not morning. I can't Full disclosure: Should we tell Does it matter about your level of intoxication right now? Wasted. Yeah. Don't don't do that. <laughs> You're so funny. Uh huh. Well, I think it's important that you, you know. Well, then be honest. What? Be honest. About my level of intoxication. <laughs> Don't make it something it's not. I mean, let's. We went to breakfast this morning yeah. at the local brewery and mm-hmm. you got a beer. And I said, I had a coffee, but I was like, I want to order a mimosa, but I don't think I'm going to drink it. But I'd like to have the option. I'm willing to pay for the option. Right. You, so you're I willing that. to pay for the option. I had about right. a third of it, I think, if that, and yeah. then passed it on to you. So yep. you had the beer and the mimosa. Yes, I did. Yeah. And that was about an hour ago. Yeah. It's been a little while. Yeah. I told you, I love going to the brewery for breakfast slash brunch Sunday mornings. I don't think they opened like 11. I mean, it's not like an early thing, but... They have good breakfast. They do. They have a great breakfast sandwich. And I love... I just like this this fall vibes, you know, warm, cozy Sunday morning and to look around and see other people drinking IPAs and stuff <laughs> is like, oh, okay, this is great. Yeah. This is nice. That's church, right? Am <laughs> I right? Exactly. Am I right? <laughs> yes, you are right. We did start the morning then with a walk, though, to the... Um, the lake and the cemetery with the dog and had a little earthing sesh. Sesh. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We actually, um, well, I was falling asleep last night on the couch at what, eight, eight o'clock? Yeah. I was dozing on and off. Then Which is we, weird. We went to bed. Yeah. It was like 11. And so with daylight savings, we slept in till like nine, which was eight. And then got up, had some coffee, and then went for a walk. And uh-huh. It was kind of gross. It was a little gross out this morning. It was really gross. I mean, it was 49 overcast. 39. 39. Yes. Yeah, it was 39, overcast, a mm-hmm. little gloomy, a little wet from yesterday, but um, but now it's kind of Now it's sunny. Beautiful. But out. I really liked, I liked that. I liked that gloominess yeah. this morning. It's my yeah. vibe. Still working on Rudy out there when he's got a harness now, which is much better, but working with him with other dogs, he just freaks out out like a weirdo he just wants friends we have to get him a brother and nobody wants to be his friend when he acts like that like this barking that's like he's being tortured he needs a little brother he he does he has an old man not even a friend he has a big brother companion pretty much sucks so (laughs) because he's 15 (laughs) years old and senile and can barely move like i said he sucks (laughs) that's tell us how you really feel sucks as a dog he does (laughs) For a one-year-old puppy to be playing with that, that's, you know, uh-huh. like a third his size at this point, uh-huh. and just, it's no fun for him. And he's, yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. We got to get another poodle, though. I'm going to, I want to get on a list with a breeder to yeah. get another. You I should, think he only would do well with another poodle. You should get on that. I think he's going to be so jealous. His jealousy issues are totally going to come out. That's the only problem. He is so jealous. He had a, he had a birthday on Halloween. So to celebrate, I pulled up his astrology chart, and I didn't tell you it was his <laughs> astrology chart. I just started reading it to you. Yes. And I was like, guess who this is? And you're like, uh, you. And I was like, no. And you're like, uh, Christopher. No. Katie K. <laughs> no. <laughs> then you finally went to Rudy. I think it's funny that you didn't guess you or Nick or Nathan. <laughs> I guess. You went through. I think I guessed Nick. You went through I guess... us three, and then you got to Rudy. <laughs> you went to Rudy. <laughs> It well, it did not fit any of us. He's a Scorpio, and it was. So that's 
I will. I'm going to give myself some credit here because my first two guesses were you and Christopher. Uh huh. And Scorpios. then I yeah, and then yeah. I went to Rudy because went I'm to like, the other water sign, Katie K. Oh no, she's not a water sign. She's you. Well, never mind. She's Gemini, but she's. But it was more <laughs> uh, feeling and emotional, and yeah, and then it was like, oh, okay, I got to think outside the box here. It's yeah. definitely not me. It's You're like not... it's definitely somebody with a personality. Um, big personality. Big personality. Yes. <laughs> He, I, I know nobody can see him right now, but he's, he's got his so front two paws cute. up over my legs, and he's got his head like on this pillow he's in my lap, and the he's most just human dog ever. He is. Yesterday, we decided that he understand fully understands the English language. Yeah, so he's, we were trying to figure out who he was in a past life. Yeah, he gave some clues. He did. His name was what was his name again? Did we figure that out? Wasn't Vic? No, that was not him. That was the deer that we saw on Friday. <laughs> Oh, Saturday yeah. night, Friday night. Friday night. That was pretty. Okay, His name so was Vic. obviously, <laughs> for those listening that probably know us or mm-hmm. don't know, but we live downtown, which is a you know a small rural downtown area, um, and we live a couple blocks from a lake. So we went to dinner Friday night, and then really getting quite the build up here quite the lead up and then we went and when we got home you and i walked down to the lake and to go sit on the bench for a few it was dark to earth to earth and heard this like heard this like i wanted to go to the cemetery in the dark yeah heard this noise through the leaves Mm -hmm. and then heard heard this like a rustle and a bustle yes and looked over underneath the street light and there was this giant buck giant giant fat he, he was he was solid. Probably morbidly obese. I'd say at least an eight, speaking. at least an eight point. The picture I took was crappy because it had night mode on my iPhone, so it was like delayed and and it was moving, uh-huh. uh, which was too bad. But it was. He looked at me for a while. He did. He sat there, and now I can't remember. Do what you think that, he was looking at you or me? He was just making his presence known. He was staring. at You know, us. I don't he care. He wasn't making his presence known. He was trying to assess threat. You really think he was making his presence? No, known? I'm making this up. That's but very different you know ways what? to view that situation. I'm making this up. Of course, he was think, assessing threat. He's like, oh he shit, there's somebody here. Me or you? Probably me because I'm more intimidating. He was trying to assess threat after all. Okay, I just want to know. What so he was looking at me. He's like, was... "Let's get threat." Okay. He's like, "That guy's pretty tough. He's pretty jacked." So, right. anyway, he was underneath the streetlight and he stood there for a good number of seconds, and it was it was really cool because I don't know, maybe he was what 20 yards from us. Um, okay. Which is about 60 feet, roughly 70 feet, something. Okay. Would you say about accurate? Maybe a little closer? Maybe not? I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what 70 feet looks like. Okay. I Any... don't know anybody 70 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay. It's about that distance. Okay. Anyway, and then it's he to started running again that. and we saw, I mean, he just was like running down the street, but again, we live in, and can't really call it, I mean, it's a city. But anyway, to hear him and to hear his breath and just his it power. It was dark. It was stillness. I think that's where we felt his presence more. Of course. More. You know, if it was daytime hours. We see deer here. That's the thing. You were just like, just totally wigging out over it. I'm like, Jim, we see deer here all the time. Hey, like, it's not I don't that big see of a deer deal. here all the time. The neighbors we had them feeding the in the time. driveway, but this was a big buck. This was a giant buck. Okay. I've seen I think it's those. the fact that it was nighttime too, and it was running so hard and fast. Yes. It's not like he was just galloping. No, through. it was all of it. He was it was like the tear. precursor to winter, where you just like it's. There's something about it. I don't know. Yeah, it was a spiritual experience for you. It was. You are convinced that it was a message from beyond. You keep talking about how it reminds you of what movie again? It was um, a TV show on TV HBO. TV show on HBO that we loved. What was it called? Tim Robbins and Holly Hunter. Yeah. Was well, it, it wasn't here and now. What was it called? It was because that's the uh, something like maybe Ram Dass. Um, <laughs> okay, that's right. Um, 
But yeah, you were like, you just couldn't shut up about it. You texted the kids over it. I'm like, wow, this I is I texted so them a picture of it because it was really, it was really cool. We don't live in the country, so. I know, but they're here all the time. It's There's a reason why we have deer hunting season because the deer population gets out of control and we see them in the city all the time. Yeah, you I are... mean, that's the rationale. Here... Oh, and it was called Here and Now. It was. It was called Here oh, and Now. Talk, actually, talk about synchronicity then. That's pretty messed Is up. Is that the Ram Das podcast? Isn't that called Here and yes. Now? Yes. Yeah. Or am I right. wrong on that? Now I got to look it I up. I don't know. But yeah. No, I believe Yeah, it unfortunately, is. the series ended after, our, I believe it was just one season, but it was, uh, there was, I feel like there was, if I recall, it's been a few years, but there was a, a It is called that, Here and Now, Jim. That's really fucked up. It is. That's oh so fucked God. up See? that I've been moved all week by Here and Now, and then you have this experience with this buck, and you're like- yeah. I just feel like I'm in that show. What's that show called? Here and Now. You yeah. remember when you kept seeing the numbers 1111? Yeah. And-, <laughs> and I think he kept, I, I feel like he kept seeing a deer too that kept showing up in different places. Oh, wow. And he was like, whoa. This is your moment, Jim. Here and Now. Here and Now. Here we are. It's all about Here and Now. I mean, that's everybody's moment, is isn't it? Now. Yeah. That's where we should sure. all be focused. I, I tell you all the time, it's like, don't worry about what, what could be I know, or but what you're will also be. not here and now. <laughs> That's the funny thing there, Shh. is you also are not here now. But I want to be. Yeah. That's what I aspire to be. I know. I think, you, you, I think you preach that, though. Like, I think that you think you're doing it, but you're not. Of course. Because you're actually, what we talked about before, yeah. you're not fully. Um, I'm not fully here. You're actually disassociated. No, you know what it is? I'm, you're like, I'm going to the future. I'm here. I'm not now. I was just going to say <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm here, but I'm not now. You're in the future. You're not yeah. here. You're in the future. Okay. Think about it that way. I think that you're now, but not here. Think about it that way, you know. Which is it? Is it both? Interesting. And then is I want. It and then I want the duality of it. What are? What <laughs> I think you're the opposite of that. No, you're overthinking this. What's more fun that way? <laughs> isn't that? Isn't that how you live? Overthink. Yes. Overprocess. Yeah. Maybe yes. or not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just not know. Let's, just, Let's not know. just not know. Let's move on and not know. And yeah, so we had got. Well, I got some new toys this week. Speaking of moving on, I have talked a little bit before about this whole earthing thing that I've been doing for like six weeks where I'm telling you there's something there and even if there's not, so what? But um, that uh, earthing book that I was introduced to, what's the author's name? Is it Clint Otis? Otis? Well, Clint, Clint is the guy. Clint is so. the, yeah, he's the, he's okay. the. I don't know what his last name is. He, he's, well, he co-authored the book. But anyways, um, so of course, there's a whole product line that you can buy of mats and whatnot. And so since winter's coming and it's getting, we're still going out there and doing it, but it's- It's getting cold. It's really cold. <laughs> like today, I think my feet were like starting to freeze. So we went Anyways. for a run yesterday morning. Yeah. And I, I stepped in the lake. We had done it a week ago and it was like, this is cold, uh-huh. but this is, it's like tolerable, but it's really cold. Yesterday, holy, you, I mean, my feet were- Today was really bad. Today, well, today was even today worse, but even I didn't go in the water. water. I didn't bad. go in the water. Yesterday, I went in the water, and I, I tried mine. to go up to my calves, and they were like, it was really yeah, cold. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm just keeping mine at the shore. Yeah. But um, it's not just being in the lake. It's just being outside. We did yard work yesterday completely barefoot. Like, <laughs> that yeah. was fun. Um, but anyways, winter's coming. I've read that, you know, and the people that live in winter climates can still get the benefit of it if you go outside in wool socks. I don't know. I don't I don't know how accurate that is. Anyways, we got the products. I just bit the bullet, ordered them. We watched the movie on YouTube. It's a pretty good movie. I recommend it. 
um what's it called earthy movie on youtube <laughs> something yeah um but anyways we got the um the bed mat so we've slept on it for three nights we noticed no difference <laughs> if anything i just haven't been sleeping well the last few nights <laughs> right. so there's that we'll be curious i told you i'm like maybe it's the mats making me sleep worse but you're like no let's give it a little bit longer see how it goes because you haven't been sleeping the greatest either but it just could it's probably the moon no but i told you i did tell you on friday morning that when i like i didn't feel it in the morning but Throughout the day, I'm like, I feel a little clearer and I feel a little bit more awake. Um, and I told you, I, I was honest about it. I'm like, I don't know that this has anything to do with the mat. I just feel this today. So that's a good feeling. Yeah. But then, yeah, extremely tired Friday night, extremely tired last night, like dozing off on the couch early. And yeah, I feel like I haven't, but I don't, I, I can't say that, I can't time it with when we put the mat on. That that was the time frame when I started to not sleep well. Yeah. So I think it's Same. a seasonal change and yeah. a lot of other it's stuff going like, on. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I look back, it probably started before that. Yeah. But You know, I'll just go through phases like in any month cycle where it's like, oh, I'm not sleeping well for a few days and then I'll have a few days where I'm like sleeping like a rock. Like I just, yeah. or maybe it's just sometimes certain seasons where I'm just like sleeping great for several weeks and then there's times where I'm not, there's... Um, so anyways, but we'll see. So we got that to sleep on every night mm-hmm. and which goes underneath your sheets. It's not like it's this weird thing that you're sleeping on and it just, yeah. it just plugs in basically to the ground of your outlet to like hook up with the natural ground. So right. we'll see. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I definitely think that I definitely buy the whole, um, necessity of earthing naturally like having your feet on the ground and I in totally the dirt and in the water like I, d- I don't know about the mats situation but um you know about these tools that you can buy to replicate that I, i'm not totally sold on that but i don't think that they can hurt that's where i'm at <laughs> that's where i'm at it's like i don't think it's gonna hurt. It's, it's I, i'm confident it's not gonna hurt anything mm-hmm. i completely agree with you though being outside being barefoot being connected to the earth i do think that there, like it's undeniable that there is some benefit whether it goes arises to the level of a medical benefit or something else i don't know but i think just as a natural balancing for ourselves i think that there's you know, there's some merit in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's got to be. I'm sure there is. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say about that? Oh, also, I, w- I guess I was going to – I wanted to comment a little bit on my acupuncture and cupping yes. experience. Because, three times now, right? Yeah, I'm three, three times in. I'm going to do this six-week program one to two times a week. I think I'm just going to go down to once a week because um, it's pricey. And I'm going to be honest with you. I hate it because <laughs> – <laughs> It's hard. It's very, I, it's very anxiety. It's supposed to not be anxiety provoking, but it is for me because you can't move. You're just like for like forty five minutes for right? like forty five minutes. You just can't move, and of course, obviously, you have like this like emergency call button and stuff. But to me, it's just trying to get out of my head of like I have all these needles sticking out of me and I can't move. And anytime I'll like adjust my foot and I'll feel a need, I'll feel the needle like it hurt, like it's uncomfortable. It's like oh god, gross. Like I can feel that needle move. It kind of you're not, very sensitive. It's like to those it hit things. a nerve or something. Do you yeah, know what you're I mean? You're very sensitive to those types of I things. I think that anybody would be even if I adjust my arm. Sometimes I'm like oh I felt that needle in my back. Like, I think ew. I would. I think I would know. <laughs> Notice it and I would feel it. I don't think it would make me feel the way you feel. Maybe. I, I don't know, Jim. Whatever. Right. Um, I think you're wrong, but that's fine. Um, anyways, it's hard. 
it's it's pretty anxiety provoking for me to have to I feel like the more sessions I go in it's actually worse because I get more needles <laughs> and I'm like oh and I'm stuck here for like like once he gets all the needles in it's about 30 35 minutes and he comes in because they have to do the cupping as well so he'll come in like every 10 to 12 minutes I think I've worked out like I don't even know what time it is I can't touch my cell phone because I can't move you know um but like he'll do that and um switch around the cups and stuff so mm-hmm. I kind of have a good sometimes indicator of like okay it's the third time he's in about 10 more minutes and I'm done um but afterwards I definitely feel very relaxed and I feel that way for several hours like it's pretty it's pretty interesting like I think in general I feel like it is I don't know if it's a lot of things that I'm trying that I'm working on to reduce my anxiety but in general I feel like I just have so much more of a handle on my nervous system or and also maybe I shouldn't say that it seems so much more like the window of tolerance around that is increasing like if I do get upset about something it doesn't feel like it's at the level where maybe it would have been before does that make sense makes perfect sense and I was going to add to that I think over the past week you've expressed to me um a realization or an epiphany through your coach that you had about, you know, this idea of being there for yourself in in certain ways that only you can you can do. Mm-hmm. And I think coupled with the acupuncture and that, like that's an experience you've gone through. Like you can't you 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 just you So yes. You're kind of on your own in that. Well I think it all like works together. Like you get more clarity, you yeah. get like all these different things there's all these moving pieces that slide into place. So um yeah, but I even before I think she said that though, I was starting to feel some changes inside. I know that's what I mean. It's just kind of like it comes together yeah. in this way that's like, oh, it ties all of this. Oh, what was that? Thanks, Rudy. Your phone. Rudy oh. was yeah. I was petting him, and he knocked my phone on the floor. Um, yeah, yeah. So because okay, so that's so true, and it's not like. I was going to tell you, can I just, before we yeah. move on to that, the cupping that you've had the first time you did it, you've done it three times now. The first time you, you, you did it, you came back and you showed me your back and it was like, you can clearly see these uh-huh. spots that are probably, you know, I don't know, three inches long by two There's inches two wide. two different sizes. Okay. So all over inch, where you can, maybe two or three. where you can see these circles on your back or mm-hmm. these ovals, whatever. Mm-hmm. The last time you did it, there were a few that were like just so much more present than the other ones. So he must be definitely like putting more suction on it those as well. definitely felt like it this yeah. time. There was two where I almost called them back in. So I'm like, these fucking hurt. Like, did you screw something <laughs> up? But um, then like within a couple of minutes, it goes away. So uh-huh. they went away too. But because there's even a couple of needle spots sometimes where I'm like, I feel this needle the whole time. Like it doesn't hurt, but it's annoying. Like maybe it's in the wrong spot. I think you're not supposed to feel it, but I don't know. Yeah. And I just Maybe did you could it. ask him. I could. Uh, maybe I'll ask him <laughs> this could. time. You could. Um, I think he's a fourth generation acupuncturist. Um, he's very, very nice. I really like him. It's difficult sometimes the communication. I feel like there's a bit of a language barrier. I feel like he definitely understands everything that I'm saying though. So he's really big on meditation. He keeps telling me like, I want you to meditate every day, twice a day. That's going to be your long-term path towards all of this. And I totally agree with him. And so it's, like when you went in there he asked you like what do you what do you want to accomplish here right like what are you here for so he he's your treatment is tailored to 
It is, but yes, I think right. it is. But also, I'm not sure. I guess I would ask, be curious about that. I, I do think, I'm sure a simple Google search would answer this question, but I do think depending on what you're being treated for, they're going to target maybe different areas with the needles. Right. But because um, he was, he again, he adds more every time. Like he put some in my hands this time and he told me in the beginning that he often puts them in the hands. And um, But they're mostly in the t- like in my head, neck, back. And then ankles and um, like hands, but he said that. I mean, okay, so this is again a simple Google search would probably answer answer this, and I haven't really done that yet. Done a little bit, but really, I think it's just again, you know, we have these natural meridians on our body, and acupuncture helps us um, helps realign the energy flow on our body. It does something to increase blood flow, and blood flow helps with your function of your organs. Um, sleep, everything. It's just it's just helping your body function the way it's meant to be at its full capacity. Mm-hmm. So there, you got to maintain that when you're done. So that's why I think he's really pushing meditation too, and like quieting your mind. And he's you know he's forcing this. He's he's talking about all the same things. Your thoughts are impacting the way your physical body is functioning. So you have to learn to control your mind. You have to quiet it. He's like your mind is whirling, it's spinning, it's overthinking, it's doing all these things. Meditation is training your brain. It's getting control over your thoughts which yoga is what yoga teaches you as well. So I'm, I am prioritizing that again, meditation, um, like a real practice of it. Mm -hmm. It's easy to pick it up for a short period of time and then get busy and sidetracked. Right. And then be like, Oh, I haven't done it in two weeks. Yes. Yes. So trying to stay focused on that and be like, this is a priority. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Yeah. 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 It's hard. So back to like what you said though, about the, the, session I had I guess I kind of wanted to like expand on that a little bit because we had a conversation about something that it's like again it's not I say this all the time it's not new information but I just kind of heard it in a different way so this person she's licensed as a coach she because she practices all over the world if you work in mental health you know how this works you view a lot of a lot of therapists and psychologists are becoming licensed as coaches so that they can expand their practices because like it's not state regulated then right it's not state regulated yet but anyways um so she but she has a doctorate in depth psychology in depth psychology is different than clinical psychology but um i won't go into the differences there because i can't even necessarily speak intelligently about them but she's also interested in um astrology so she's she's no by no means an expert in it whatsoever but because she knows i'm interested in in it like she'll talk about it with me and she'll look at my chart and go through some different concepts and things and looking at what some of my sort of um energies are saying what they're looking for what their purpose is what they're trying what it's trying to resolve and all of that like she we just had a really good conversation about how like this one thing that i'm probably that we're all doing this by the way but that i'm probably trying to like resolve through like a relationship problem or something like she finally just said to me like yeah why would you try to resolve that with another human that's like a that's like a like a source issue like that's that's an issue with like the cosmos with like god with like um the alter you know the greater consciousness like we have to stop going to other humans to try to resolve these really profound things that we are meant here to figure out on our own and you're speaking about an internal like thing that it's not I want to be clear on this. She's not saying that, oh, no, you need to figure stuff out yourself. Like, that's not a generalization. This is a right. very specific thing that you're dealing with or you're working through that is right. like, no, that thing you need to, that's your that's your stuff. Yeah, like your fears. 
you know, for example. Yeah, right. Like you have to figure that yeah, out. No one's gonna no one's gonna come in and, and reassure you. And She's tell like, you yeah, that you can walk around okay. in some. You know, she, you'll find yourself. Of course, people have other conversations and other connections with other humans all the time, and they get some insight, they get some wisdom, they get some relatability or whatever it is. But like, there are some issues that you're just not gonna get from other humans. Mm-hmm. Like they're so big. So. um there was a lot more to that conversation, but it was really good and um, really insightful and kind of lining up too with all of this other stuff that I'm kind of like thinking about. Because like we talk about projections a lot. We talked about projections last time we recorded and thinking about how like if something triggers you and somebody else, like if you get upset about somebody else's behavior, are you are you projecting? Is that your own projections? And it's like that is something that I've had a big struggle with for a long time because I feel like I spend so much time almost to a fault like, okay, why am I upset about this? What is it that's happening for me? And sometimes it's not even that um, – Sometimes it's not even that deep, or it is because, like, I'll. There's one specific scenario in my life where I I have a person in my life that lies, maybe pathologically, maybe compulsively. It's pretty extreme, and they do it. They've done it over and over and over and over again. And it's like no matter what I have done to try to lessen the lying or confront it or whatever, like it just gets worse. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, I can't, of course, like this is, this can't be a projection. Like, is it because I value integrity so much? Is that what it is? Like they're getting away with lying. Like they're getting away with all this stuff in their life. And it's basically cheating because they're telling lies. And there's some people that believe them. Fortunately, there's a lot of people that see through this person's behavior, but there's some that don't. And it impacts, it has a great impact on my personal life and it has for a long time so but I realized what it was (laughs) I realized why that's so troubling to me because you know ideally I kept thinking well that's their you know they lay they make their bed that they lay in they have to go to sleep with themselves at night this is their karma they're gonna have to sort this out eventually but when it impacts me that's where I get stuck I'm like how am I supposed to, to deal with this like get through this and like I finally realized that what's so troubling about it from my end, the part that I have to sort out is because it, what, when somebody lies and takes away your power, like they do, they take away your power. They take away your own sense of authority. And um, like, that's where I have to set that. Like, that's where I have to just confidently be like, learn to set those boundaries and say, no, this is what's happening here. And doing it in a way where I'm not, I'm not um, perpetuating a cycle that that's already happening. That's not helping. Um, or in a way where, um, like I'm not centered, like I need to do it and stay centered, mm-hmm. you know, be present. Well, in my that's own a lot authority. harder than it, you know, this is a lie. This is happening. This, this, yeah. this, this was a manipulation. This is not like Can owning I... my own, taking control of the narrative. Right. Cause when somebody else is taking control of a narrative, taking control of my narrative, setting firm boundaries is like where my place is. And that I got tested again in that this week. And I think I went and went fairly well. It's frustrating because it it's like I still have to deal with it these lies. But but you know I want to add here because this is where it gets a little complicated. If you you know and, and you go online and you see all these um, 
you know, um, memes and other, you know, little tidbits, these, you know, of wisdom that get put out there about, you know, when you are confronted with this behavior in life and how, you know, you holding your own truth and removing yourself, pulling back, doing whatever to There's keep your own power. that you can't remove you can't, yourself from because you are say, in relationship with none them, whether of those, you like it or not. None of those address <laughs> that situation where, no, you are stuck with that person yeah. that will be there. Mm-hmm. Not by choice, yeah. but just because of this is the situation. Yeah. It, it's so it's it's an indirect relationship, yeah. and that's what makes it so much harder. If it's a direct relationship, you can remove yourself. You can choose to you know pull back. You mm-hmm. can choose to hold your power and do it directly with that person. And in a case like this, it's not. It has to be an indirect. Um, you know, it's an well, indirect yeah, relationship. Well, yeah, because the direct so. attempts are fucking broken or right. defied or violated right. over and over and over right. again. So it's an indirect relationship <laughs> because a direct relationship doesn't exist already for many reasons. Yeah, I've, then... I've cut off contact with this person, but like they're still indirect. Yes, exactly. And so, but what I can do is set boundaries within that. And so yeah. that played out this week. With the direct relationships. Of, yes, yeah. where they were impacting direct relationships. But it's like, okay, that is... That's what I got to do. <laughs> got it. Um, it's, it's really hard, though. <laughs> it's, it's hard, but I will say, though, that I think that <laughs> and the way you handled it was, you know, not the way you handled it. I don't like, I don't like to use that word either. You handled it. The way you responded, responded, you know, um, joined. Ha- yeah. Responded to it with the individual that you have a relationship with. You integrated something. I, I think that you shared um, both parties both individuals shared something that was very important for both of them to share mm-hmm. to make sure that that relationship wasn't soured exactly. by exactly. the indirect relationship. And yes. I think that that's the, the way that, you know, that went down and that interaction occurred mm-hmm. was really, it's, it's, it's more, it's so much more powerful that way, Yeah, you know, and it truly did. It was like, I witnessed it and it was like, oh, you, there's, there's feelings of course, across the board here. And you can only share but your feelings I in can take a genuine of the and authentic way. In a genuine and yeah. authentic way. And I and I said, I know that I'm not wrong about yeah. what I know to be true. And I'm not going to entertain some things really anymore around right. that. Like and I also that's how not, it's gonna be. <laughs> and I also am not here to interfere with your relationship with the other person. Mm-hmm. That's not my that's but not my role here. But when another person is trying to interfere with my yes. relationship with you, we're gonna. I, I'm not allowing that. Exactly. Like I'm gonna be. I'm gonna continue yeah. to fine tune my authenticity yeah. around that without lashing back or perpetuating that cycle. Right. But and that's part of that too is taking responsibility for times when I have let my emotions get the best of me and made things worse. However, if I am constantly faced with somebody that is lying about things, I am going I'm not going to allow that to be entertained either. Yeah. Like that's that's not what's happening. That's yeah. whether it's through man- manipulation or outright lies or whatever, like I'm not I'm not going to allow that to happen anymore. Like no matter who it turns off. Like <laughs> if I can, if I'm going to speak against that in an authentic way and you still don't you decide you don't want to talk fine like that's like I guess that's unfortunate I can grieve the loss of that relationship but um and I, I'm not concerned about that but if it what if that were the issue yeah. then and, and that's that's actually happened before but I I've learned that the long game does indeed play out well in my favor right <laughs> um because they do come back around, but um, which is really hard. It's really hard to wait that out. Of course, I don't it say is. wait it out, but of but you it know, is. work through that. Because 
of course, it's unfair and it's not, you know, the way we desire it to be. But you're right. I mean, it is sometimes things do need to play out a certain way to get back to where they should have started from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am really, I've just really been thinking about that the last several days too of like, no, I need to figure this out. I, you know, I, uh, I even asked my AI about that. Oh, you did. And uh, how do you ha- how do you deal with somebody that keeps lying and manipulating, that impacts your life? And it said basically. Um, oh, actually, I took a screenshot of it. <laughs> Are you ready? Sure. It's my um, it's my astrology AI guy. Um, how can I respond to lies of others that negatively impact me? Take control of your narrative and set clear boundaries. With Saturn swaz. I don't want to say this Swazi quadrant. How do you say that? I'm not going to know. You think I'm going to know? Saturn. Oh, Sesqua quadrant. Okay. Thank you. Quadrate. Um, Looks like quadrate. Your natal Pluto, you are facing power struggles and feeling disempowered. This will continue for two more months. While you may feel the need to project false qualities onto others, this only perpetuates a cycle of disconnection and frustration. Boundaries are a form of self-respect. By asserting them, you reclaim your power and protect your well-being. Which is so funny because I asked that question after, and I was like, that's great because that's exactly what I did. I, I really thought about projecting onto, you know, not doing that. And that's what maybe how I would have handled it in the past. Mm-hmm. But this time it was like, nope, taking control of the narrative, my narrative, the true narrative. <laughs> and I am setting some boundaries here. And it was that works. It works. So I'm just thinking about how that can play out in all the areas of my life where I feel like I am struggling with whether it's people or things or places or whatever. It does work. And I think it works when you are able to stick to an objective truth. This is the objective truth. Yeah. All of this other stuff, I'm not going to project onto you my other feelings about feelings about things. Yeah. It's like, this is the objective truth and this is why I'm hurt or I'm upset. And this is why I'm feeling the way I am. I'm not going to, we don't even need to wade into all of this other stuff that like, of course, comes into play. But at the same time, it's like, I think that's why the interaction happened the way it did. And both felt like I can see you. I can see where you're coming from. And there was a a, more of a mutual understanding there and appreciation for each other. Uh Uh-huh. Don't you think? I hope so. I don't know. I no, never I think really so. know. You can only believe what you. But as a as a, as a <laughs> you can only put as a not exactly third party, but as a person involved in that, that's what I felt from it. Okay, that's what I walked away from. Mm-hmm. Is no, you share you shared an objective truth, mm-hmm. and that's that was the important part of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's all you can do. You know, that's right, that's <laughs> right. But we tend to bring all of our other shit into it, you know, because all of a sudden it's like, yes, no, I, it's it's this, but it's it's you end up, yeah, you end up just like. Well, it's like, I tend to laugh out somebody like you would maybe tend to avoid altogether yeah but um but when i do that's the but i even for me i'm not i'm not immune from that either is i will avoid 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 until i lash out and then i bring all this other baggage into it as well Mm -hmm. instead of just along the way you know sharing my objective truth about what i'm feeling experiencing what's going on what i see Mm -hmm. and you know and not trying to bring all these other feelings into the I don't want to say feelings that's probably not the right word but all this baggage in with me right yeah yeah that's all I feel like what's coming up for me right now as you say that is just be here now or here and now that's all you can do is like I'm in this moment I'm frustrated by this specific scenario I can sit here and bring in the history all I want that's not helpful like right right? but also I'm going to be present I'm not going to 
like maybe where someone like you would be like, I, you're just focusing on on the present moment. And then you're like, but it's no big deal. It's just right now. I'll move on where the goal is to maybe, nope, we're going to address this right here, right now, the here and now. We're going to be here now. We're going to address this specific scenario. We don't need to go into the history. We don't need to ignore it because it's just one thing because it's not just one thing. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I love you. You're smiling. Why are you smiling? Because I want to go back. I don't know how many episodes back where I was using words like address. Uh, I'm going to address that. And you were giving me a really hard time about it. But what about explore that? What about, you know, whatever? So I think it's funny Maybe it because it was the tone, though. I feel like I'm sure it was the tone, but it's, it's just funny tone. because it's like it was. Like, we got to address it, like really, Jim? Exactly. Are you sure? Like, you're like, exactly. I swear, I'm okay addressing this right now. Exactly. We're gonna address it. <laughs> like, yep. like I need, this, I need to address this. There's like all this, like <laughs> yeah. There's this, like so much loaded in the way you said. Yes, it. exactly. <laughs> and that, I'm sure that comes into it's like play. You but then bounce they, out so fast to hear, <laughs> to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and address this. Yeah, exactly. No, you explored it. You actually, uh-huh. you did. You, but you, it, and then it's addressing it. So. Uh, respond, not react. Yes. Respond, not react. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, what else? Anything else to say about that? About anything actually that we've talked about? <laughs> any, any, anything at all? <laughs> yeah. Um. I feel like you know. I want to say this weekend. We had somebody turn eighteen this week. We did. We did. How could we forget? I didn't. You did. Apparently. So. In this conversation I did, I wasn't thinking about that, but we did, which is really strange. It is really strange. I mean, doesn't it? That's a big one. I mean, that's more than a big one. It's that's not like, like it's the first person we've had turn 18. No. But I think but every, time, every time two. it happens, it's like, wow, that's really strange. I know. Well, it's it's half now. Nathan it's two out of four. Because going to be 18 in just like three months. And so it's also like feels like that's going to be really strange yes. too. It's very weird to, well, think, you know, to think of him as 18 and it's just too much. Yeah. You, you go through those process away. and it's like, you know, he's turning 18 and then you get the thing in the mail from the state that's like, hey... You know, as part of this, you're now eligible to vote. And it's like, I mean, it's such a stupid little thing, but it's like there's this just realization like, oh, this person is now, you know, fully emancipated. They can make their own decisions, do what they want to yeah. do. Like they are an adult. Yeah. They are legally an adult. I know. There's I was a lot of things they still can't him, do, but. I was asking him, like, do you feel like, do you feel like a, th- a way about this? And he's just like, well, not really. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I specifically remember turning 18. Like, I. I, re- I must have had this thought when I was waitressing at A&W because I keep going, visioning myself back there with my, like, holding a, a tray as I have this thought. But with my, you know, little apron and my uniform on, sitting in the little back alley thing where we served drinks but or made drinks and grabbed our food. However. <laughs> Great. Thanks for that detail. That was really uh, pertinent <laughs> to this know, conversation. I want you all to know where I'm at right now as I say this out loud. Um I just remember thinking like, oh shit, it's all all's on me now. Like if I if I get in a car accident, and this is must be this is what it's like to have a dad that I had. <laughs> if I get in a car accident, I'm liable yeah, for it now. I never once had that thought. So Whereas, you know, before it was like your parents are gonna get sued. Now it's like, no, you're gonna get sued. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. It's like to me it felt very like in a way it did feel kind of vulnerable. Yeah, I, you he, know, he was like, no, he didn't have that feeling, <laughs> which doesn't surprise me one bit. I think that's one of the things, and especially in in this country, is that turning eighteen now. Not that these are important things, but you can't buy cigarettes, you can't buy booze, you can join the military, you can vote, and you can vote. <laughs> but it's like you're still not fully able to do what you want to do and be yourself, and you know, there's still some limitations on you. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, you can go out and be be your own person, but not completely yet. So yeah. that part of it is like, okay, well, for, for him turning 18. I know. That's why there's nothing there? good about it. Right. Everything about it sucks at this point. Exactly. When I was 18, exactly. I was able to buy cigarettes. I was a smoker in high school. I very much wow. was like, that was exciting to me. Uh-huh. So that made it worth it. Well, at least I can go get my own cigarettes now. Uh-huh. So <laughs> You know, I overheard a conversation. <laughs> there's at, like nothing for them to look for. I overheard a conversation voting, at work this week, about. and I don't know the context of it or when this occurred, but somebody was talking about being a former smoker. And I, I, I've known this person for a long time they haven't smoked for a very i mean since i've known them so this is probably like a college thing i'm guessing uh-huh but talking about how you know they used to smoke and when they stopped smoking like it was the realization didn't hit until they threw out their lighters and then it was like oh really oh now i don't and i just thought that was interesting because it was like why would you throw out lighters you always need lighters for something well as a as a as a, as a guy obviously you're probably not too concerned about lighting candles and stuff so i just think it was a, well you might need the what if what if you might okay what if the grid shuts down jim and you have no lights <laughs> Yeah, a twenty-some-year-old person probably didn't didn't care about this, but I just thought kept, it was. He should have kept his lighters. Yeah. Anyway, I like I said, I overheard the conversation happening. You know, I wasn't part of it. Yeah. But I just thought it was one of those things. It's like I just wonder, you know, as a former smoker, if there's this idea that, like, you know, oh, if I still have this, I could still smoke. I could just get a pack of cigarettes. But now I've got to like. And it's a $2 lighter. It's not a big deal. But psychologically, obviously, there was something to that. Like, I'm officially not a smoker now because I don't have a way to light a cigarette either. Okay. Like, if somebody brought some over, I can't mm-hmm. light it. So therefore, I don't know. I'm just... I can't never... relate to that. My, I, I, my transition out of smoking was so slow that it wasn't like a thing where, I, like, I think it was like... like cold like, turkey, like boom, Yeah, gone. I never did the cold turkey yeah. thing. I just kind of weaned away from it. So, um, but okay. Good story. Yeah, I know. It's exciting stuff. I wonder how many Zippo lighters this person had because I want. That's one thing I don't have. I don't have any of my old Zippo lighters. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't even know this person used to smoke at whatever point in their life. So it was. It was. I just again overheard part of a conversation and. They're laughing about it. So okay. Anyway. All right. So yeah, half of our children are now officially adults. Yeah. Yeah. Soon to be seventy-five percent. We're planning senior spring break. Yeah. I'm planning senior spring break, trying to get you to engage in the. Yeah, you are. You're address trying. address the planning process. You're trying. <laughs> it's not working very well. Well, what did I tell you about why I wasn't? Um, because ultimately in the end, you, th- I think you think that I'm just going to take charge anyway. So therefore, you are. why are you going to waste the time? Exactly. Yeah. And there's a bit of a, like a rush you get out of like overextending yourself and putting all your feelers out there and, um, you know, throwing all of your antenna out there to like assess what all the options are only to come back to your original fucking option, which is an entirely futile process if you ask me. Yeah. So Um, this is where I've been struggling with this because... And also we were at Aberrant this morning and... We were there for like, I don't know, 45 minutes. There's They always play music in the background and it's like, but it's loud and there's a lot of people in there for Sunday brunch. Um, I don't know, we we're like 45 minutes in and you're like, I'm surprised they haven't played any Lumineers music yet. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And, he's, and you name off like three artists they've already played. I'm like, you literally have a running list of every song that has come on the whole time we've been in here. It did not have yeah, that. You don't play, pay any attention to anything I find important. So fuck you. No, I'm not helping you with this Mexico trip. Like, do it yourself. It's for you, too. It's not just for me. <laughs> I don't care. I'll just, just reap the benefits of your hard work. Thank or you or you'll complain about my choice and that how it was a shitty too. choice. That that's, the, that's what I'm trying to avoid is like, <laughs> let's get on the same page here so we can both go and be like, 
yeah, we shared this decision. <laughs> so therefore, if it sucks, oh, well, we're in it together. And if it's great, you I, know what? You know Good what? For I us. could totally relate to you on that on so many levels. <laughs> Not this. <laughs> You do the same thing to me, so yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, it is, it is, <laughs> it is. It's there's certain things that I'm more wired for, and certain things you're more wired for. There's that that's just a fact. So mm-hmm. sure, and it is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't get into the importance of those things. Okay, so okay. we can ignoring that part of it. There are certain things I'm wired for, and this has been stressful because I can't believe how damn expensive these places are, which floors me. And so there are what I would have thought would have been almost endless options as far as where we can stay, and it would have been a, a, a choice as far as really deciding about what's going to be the place we want to stay being like, there's only a couple that we really can afford, it seems like, for a week yeah. with all of us going. This is really exciting conversation. So, anyway. Walk us through more, Jim. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I think I've covered my bases. I've never been to Mexico. I just, so for the record, she edited I'm this down sure to 30 to seconds. This was a 20-minute conversation that she just edited down to 30 seconds. Sure. Um, I Two things. Totally unrelated. I'm switching topics. Because... More than two things. I don't know why I said two things. First of all, we have not gone back and done any of the follow-up as far as you were supposed to fact-check the weather report for the last 20 years and then 20 years prior yeah, it's for the months of, um, from October, what was it, 25th or November 10th. you had 10th. a correction, too. Are you going to speak to your correction? Um, also, wait, hold on. And then there was, you were also supposed to research whether or not it's common to remember, recall your potty training years. Did you? I found mixed information well, on that. you found mixed information. Very mixed information. So some people remember, some people People don't. That makes sense. Some people are like, there's no way you remembered it because we don't have memories before this. And some people are like, no, I clearly remember yeah. this and it's this It's like and saying this, that so. dogs can't see that was on the television. Yeah, they can. I watched my dog watch television. Okay. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. I hate to break it to you. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> the weather one was you had actually sent me a weather report that went back, I don't know how long, about highs and lows. So I did not analyze everything. However, there was it's it's been up and down. I think in the early O's there were there, there wasn't like I was pretty accurate though. There was basically zero there wasn't many sixties and seventies degree days in our lifetime. But there were some from previous to our lifetime. That sounds right. Um I will say, of course, we've had a throwback November so far and late October so far. I mean it yeah. literally snowed on Halloween, um, which we haven't I remember it snowing on Halloween actually when I was a freshman at Michigan State snowed a lot on Halloween but um Uh I I'm sure it snowed other times but I don't remember those so yeah we've had a pretty it was 60 degrees 62 degrees a couple days ago right um but I don't think it's gonna get warm again or is it Um, in the 10-day forecast anyways and we're already at November 4th 5th here so today's gonna be the nicest or actually tomorrow at 53 degrees but it's gonna storm potentially and then it's gonna be in the 40 uh 54 on Thursday that's what the is high tomorrow november 6th okay all right that's all okay <laughs> might be somebody's birthday might be it might be might be somebody's birthday how do you feel about that turning 45 can i say that uh-huh no jim you can't say that <laughs> well i just did that's why i said i don't that's... want the world to know how old i am that's why i said it after the fact um, that was... it's uh fine it's fine i don't really care i mean i've already spent enough time like stewing about the 40s like it doesn't matter what's between 40 i mean 45 yes 45 does definitely feel like a different thing than 44 it feels a lot older than 44 you made a comment to me the other day that you know being halfway to 90 yeah, halfway and to that 90. was like Ugh, okay that one that one hits a God little bit willing, but just 45 it, it doesn't bother me that's fine 
it also feels like, wow, I feel so much. I mean, it will, though, because time goes faster when you're older. But I'm like, really? I, I'm, I'm 45. I'm a whole. I've, I've only lived half of my life to 90. Like, that feels like I've been here for a while. I've got a while to go. If I yeah. make it to 90, I'm no, yeah. do not. I mean, my grandpa, my grandpa lived to 95. And so I sometimes I'm like, wow, he had another 50 years after 45. Like, that's a lot of years. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Uh, can I go back to weather? Yeah. So November 1st, the high was 81. That's the only time what on year? this chart in 1950. Okay. That's the only time it hit 80 degrees in November. Okay. Since 1950, apparently. I'm assuming that's the record okay. for this. All right. Um, anyway, so, and then in our lifetime, we had in 2015, we had the 70s, the beginning of November, 77 in 2020, November 9th and 10th. And then it's kind of mixed. 1998 was 65 on November 30th, 67 in 2006 on the 29th. I know, but it's 2006. So, like, that's my point. Like, yeah. Like, so I'm looking between 78 and 2000. Like, there's not a lot, I don't think. Uh, 78 and 2000. Okay, so I'm going to agree with you on that because, yeah, this actually goes back to the, er the early 1900s. But you're right. 2001 was 62 on the 24th, 63 on the 23rd but between 78 and 2000 skimming here there are no dates that fall into the record highs yeah so and the record lows i'm going back and looking at that really quick and i don't see anything 1991 those are lows though that nobody yeah, cares no, we about don't, the we're talking about highs jim yeah nobody cares about the lows yeah there you go okay so so good on you all that to say we talked about it. So guess what? No 70 degree days in November this year. It's all because I talked about it. We've had a throwback November. That's right. Thus far. Um, thus far. Thus far. Um, also, I wanted to, reflecting back on our last episode when I was trying, when I was talking about the difference between um, your um, masculine, your relationship with your mother and your father and your astrological charts, I really botched that. It's so hard for me. Like I, I really can understand something at a higher perspective level, but try to get down and explain it in like more concrete ways is so hard for me so i like actually took a couple notes so i could just That's please, for most of i us. just really want to do this a little more justice so are you ready i'm going to read something okay so the image of a father in a man's chart is also the symbol of an inner pattern of perspective through which you relate to life the image of the father portrayed in your birth horoscope therefore it describes three things first it is subjective it is a subjective picture of the qualities you experience as a most dominant in your relationship with your father who or whoever played the role of the father in your early life. Secondly, it is a symbol of what the masculine represents to you. For your father was the first man in your life and therefore a powerful unconscious influence in how you express your masculinity and how you relate to other men. Thirdly, it is a picture of your own father qualities, how you order and structure your life, how you envision and pursue your goals, how you actualize potential in the world, how you express indirect um i'm sorry i have typos here because i'm an idiot um how you formulate your ethical codes and ideals um and maybe how you father your children so then in a this i'd said i i, I took this from the uh psychological horoscopes that i have on that i pay for that i have on everybody <laughs> um so i just read it for a man's chart it's the same for a woman so i don't need to say, i don't know why i said the father image in a man's chart it's for in all a intents, chart in a chart for all a intents and chart. purposes it's the same i don't want to overcomplicate that so for mother like father not only um a person she is a symbol of essential principle in life and an inner dynamic um through which we relate to the image of mother portrayed in our horoscope 
Um, firstly, it is a subjective description of the qualities most dominant in your relationship with your mother, but in her love. Hold on. This is exciting. I screwed up something here. Portrait of what the feminine represents in you, how you experience women, and how you relate to the emotional and instinctual dimensions of your own personality. And thirdly, it is a picture of your own maternal qualities for mother Men possesses mother capacities to your ability to nurture and care for yourself. Again, this would be the same for the woman and others. Your sense of safety and trust in life's essential kindness and your ability to flow with time, time and circumstances, and to extend... uh, I have typos. (laughs) Did you type this or did you copy and paste it? I was talking to text. Of course. Okay. Of course. When to wait and accept with wisdom and the situations life brings. Um, Okay. So here's another breakdown. Astrology uses the yin and yang interpretation of gender polarity to describe the energy of the universe, which is sort of as a giving is yang or masculine, while the energy which that of as receiving is feminine. So the masculine represents the earthly side connected to labor, money, strategy, self-restraint, discipline, authority, guidance, resilience, responsibility, leadership, logic, action. Feminine energy is characterized by nurturing, sensitivity, intuition, wisdom, and it cuts off. But just to like, you should have started does that there. give a better idea? You should have started there. That Sorry. was a much better place to start because that sums it all up. Order. Um, and I said that before, yeah, like order, labor, structure, yeah. um, rules, dogma, like those types of things are masculine energy yeah. and feminine energy is more of just that, that ability to be open and present as scenarios unfold, like, and again, that nurturing way. And that makes a lot of sense. Does it? Yes. Okay. I feel like it doesn't, but I feel like it makes more sense. No, I than feel like it I absolutely does. We listened back to what I said the previous episode. I was like, wait, that doesn't, what is, what the hell is going on there? No, it does make sense. Um, <laughs> I think it's, yeah, it like, it, as in all things, I mean, there's some gray, but for the most part, if you just think of the two kind of uh, polarizations that exist in that about, uh-huh. you know, male versus uh, masculine versus feminine energy, yeah, I think you can easily kind of separate that and then it gets more nuanced as you move through the, you know, the yeah. spectrum of things. Yeah. I wonder how that, like, relates of just thinking like you know there's this idea of how we show up in situations a lot of times this is most um, easily sort of demonstrated or observed in the parent-child relationship where you could be an authoritarian parent authoritative parent passive parent this is also plays out in leadership too like authoritarian is is not a place you want to be right it's it's um demanding it's you know we all know we know what that looks like right Mm -hmm. um it's control it's dominant it's aggressive it can be abusive like authoritative is like that more flex like there's rigidity with authoritarianism like it's more that flexible it's open but it's also sturdy and it's loving and it's structured structured you know it's like i'm a stable presence for you and i'm also an unconditional loving presence for you i'm both and you know where passivity is more like like anarchy like Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's like where is that where is that presence there where is that authority there's none of it right no that makes perfect sense what kind of leader are you? I'm working toward being authoritative. But You're working toward more... authoritative out of what? Out of authoritarian or out of no, passivity? No, out of passivity. <laughs> Definitely out of passivity. <laughs> so trying to step into a role of being more 
authoritative. I will never be an authoritarian, which is a good thing. I don't ever want to be, but trying to... Nobody wants to be either. Well, well, maybe they don't want to be, but they certainly, they think that that's required to get things done and they... Well, I think it's funny because sometimes, I've said this about you actually as a parent at times where when I met you, we've joked in other episodes about where I was like, whoa, there's like total anarchy, no structure, nothing. Like I've always felt like you almost swing in that direction because you're so fearful that a and you never understood that there was an uh, there's a way to be authoritative. You were so fearful of coming off as authoritarian yeah. that you swung in this opposite extreme direction. It's true, or, or that you swing in that direction with other things too, not just yeah. with parenting. Yeah, no, and that, and then when you try to swing to that middle ground and that authoritative presence, you end up swinging too far because it's chaos, and so trying to order chaos ends up becoming you know demanding and something else instead of just being that authoritative presence throughout. So yeah, no, it's, um, I've been working on that for a long time. You've been working on that for a long yeah. time. Okay. I mean. <laughs> See, I think if I, and I, well, I, it does depend. Don't you think it kind of, de- it might, de- for me, it might depend. And maybe it doesn't depend. Maybe you run more at baseline in all areas of your life coming from more of a passive approach. I think it depends. I think there are areas where I'm too passive. And then there are areas where I can be too demanding or domineering or controlling more in that authoritarian course, yeah. flavor. Yeah. So that's, that's a, this interesting thought I just had. Whereas I don't know that I ever see you in the authoritarian. Like maybe maybe it's there, but it's just not as like observable. Maybe I was gonna say I, I if I think back, I think it definitely exists, but it's almost in the background where it's like that's what's happening, but I don't present it in the way where I'm being authoritarian. You're saying authoritarian, right? You're saying right. swinging from one side completely to the other. Right. I mask it, so I do present with this idea of control but i do it in a way that just doesn't manipulative about it it's been yeah i would say it is it is more <laughs> manipulative agree with that. yeah absolutely <laughs> so i think that it exists it's uh, the the outcome is or the end result is that but it's yeah because i'm so afraid of that it's like well i need i need some measure or some you know you'll be I, like i'll give you what you want and then you'll go sneakily do what you want and that's how you that's still that's a, that is literally passive aggressiveness though of course it that's is. the definition of, of course that. it is You're and that's Queen why of that. being more authoritative. You rule that world. Yeah, that, well, I, <laughs> and I'm trying not to be. I'm trying to be more just authoritative and to speak openly and authentically about this is what I want. This uh-huh. is what I need. This is what I expect. This is what I, you know desire but just be transparent with it instead of trying to be like no it's okay and then in the background you know in the background trying to make what i want happen to happen yeah you know through other channels or through manipulation or you know again being more passive aggressive in it that's where sometimes i have a little more of appreciation of and again i'm not saying that i'm saying i'm not saying like this i want to be careful i word this the tendency toward authoritarian to me always feels does not feel good but i like it better than the passive aggressive because passive aggressive is manipulative and at least i know what i'm getting over here and like everybody knows what they're getting do you know what i'm saying and like you can even have like even if i find myself getting controlling like i can say i know that i'm being controlling about this or i know that i was an asshole i know that what i just said was super critical like it's just out there there's no secrecy Mm -hmm. there's no questioning nobody gets to say wait a minute she had a smile on her face I'm so confused or she was so nice about this, but I know she went and she did something else. So like to me, that other one is really, really fucking 
pisses me off because it's like it's deceptive. You know what I mean? I know. I, I, I agree with you. And I guess, you know, there was for the longest time I never saw it that way because I saw it more as, you know, I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm trying to be nice about this. I'm doing everything I can to be nice about it. But ultimately, you have to get to this point. And so, but you're right. No, then but it's I'm like, just saying then it just general, leaves people feeling that, like. Yeah, but like if you this, participate in that behavior, if you're like. I'm just saying in general, if it's just like, hey, like, um, oh, I don't even know. Like, you can omit things or you could tell half truths or you can do all these things and right. like pretend that like you're a good person because you didn't outright lie. Uh-huh. And then I'm a dick because I said something mean. Well, you are a dick. And it's but it like, doesn't mean I'm not a dick too. But I'm not fucking lying. Exactly. You know, like there's no deceptiveness yeah. here. Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't change what you are, but it does It does um, mask the fact of who, I, what I am. Yeah. In that. Yeah, no, I agree. I totally yeah. agree with that. You know, mm-hmm. it's been a it's been a big wake up call for me mm-hmm. to try to function in this world well, where it's like, no, that's not okay to do that. Like that, nobody right. wants to feel like what? Wait, wait a second. I thought you seemed like everything was fine. Now it's not fine. Now what? What do you mean? Like all of a sudden, all of this is is a problem, which mm-hmm. I didn't. You know, it's that's not fair to anybody. But see, like being, but from my side too, like my mouth, like being critical, like that sharp tongue, like that is a wake-up call for me too because it's like you can't you you can't get away with that either you have to speak responsibly to get what you want if you want somebody to have compassion for you they're gonna hear it when you say hey you know when you just again you speak some like objective reality rather than peppering it with and you're like a loser or something like that well and i will say that i do (laughs) think that part out of it i do think i've learned I've learned that from you in a number of different ways for you calling me out on it, but also from me calling you out on when I think that you're being, you know, demanding or controlling or whatever, but then also recognizing that, oh, the way I'm doing it is ultimately no better. You're, in you're fact, actually being really than, controlling because you're manipulating yeah. and controlling. But also I would, I feel like the one of the things that you really struggle with me is just like this, the criticism, right? Like, mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. That's like where I'm literally like, oh, it's just like hyperbole. But every- hyperbole. Like, what big deal? Like, get over it. Right. And I don't really mean it, you but know? Everything's a reflection, right? Right. Or a projection. So the right. things that I'm upset with you about for, for you know, saying those things, it's because you don't want me to do a certain thing. And then you do those things, which feels like it's like, well, that's not fair. It's not consistent. But it, they both go together. Like, you're not going to get your way of, I don't want to say get your way, but like, we're both faced with our challenges in different ways. Yeah. You know, if you look at relationships and you look at criticism, stonewalling, mm-hmm. defensiveness, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, we each display two of those yeah. and they're the opposite too, but it's yeah. like, we both get yeah. caught up in that. Like, some people do all four. I mean, we all do all four, but some people well, of course. have a healthy mix of both. Like, right. we don't really have a healthy we have mix predominant, of both. We're we have pretty, <laughs> predominantly two and two yeah. is pretty. That's our that's our go to. Yeah. But in that, it's so easy for me to go to say, you do these things. I don't like these things that you do. I don't do those things. No, but I do these other two things. And so that awareness comes into all aspects of not just our relationship, but other relationships. It's the same thing. It's like, well, you're being too authoritarian and I'm being too passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ultimately one's no better than the other. Yours is more direct. So mine's like you better. said, you can just say kidding. yours is better, but ultimately it's <laughs> like, kidding. but mine is no better than yours. And just because I sound nicer in the way I handle it and approach it doesn't make it better. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, there has to be awareness around that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. It's true. What has 
because I, uh, lying is a big trigger thing for me. Uh-huh. White lies, manipulation, half truths, withholding information. It's like where does that you come from? You couldn't be. You couldn't do a worse thing to somebody. Without, 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 without. Where the... does lying come from? That's what I want to know. I looked it okay. up. I've, look, I've looked. You know, I just like did a little Google. People who lie to manipulate a situation or other people are often only interested in personal gain and fail to consider other people's feelings by lying or omitting details. The person can achieve a personal goal. And it's like, well, yeah, obviously. But what stuck out with me for there is that they fail to consider other people's feelings. And if you relate this back to the Myers-Briggs personality thing, that is one of my strong thing is I externalize feelings. So I like am hyper tuned into the feelings of others. And this is not meant to be like an altruistic situation. It's just objectively, I feel good when people around me feel good. So I am a hyper attuned to the emotional um, situation of other people in, in the room or in my world. I'm always concerned with how they might feel when they feel good. I feel good. Um, that goes That's along true. with the INFJ. With yours, the ISTP, it's their weakest thing. They don't give a fuck about other people's feelings. They 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 act as a three year old when it comes preservation. Their their three year old function, whereas my three year old function is um, sensation, um, extroverted sensation. Yours is extroverted feeling. So you literally act like a toddler. So it makes sense that you would resort to lying mm-hmm. when it comes to this. <laughs> I, so it's interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and I'm, I, and I just mean like, again, that's where that passive aggressiveness comes in or whatever, like the inability to just like yeah. be honest and like, it's like, this is for your personal gain. So you're going to, you're not going to think about other people's feelings. Whereas for mine, for my personal gain, I'm actually thinking about other people's feelings. Does that make sense? Like if we put it in just in that context, if we put it in the framework yeah. of personality yeah, yeah. differences, I'm yeah. not justifying lying. I think, I still think it's like not, it's like, is it one of the seven deadly sins? I don't think it's something that. No, I don't think so. Is it? It's got to be. I don't think so. Stealing on there? It's got to go along with that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but that that's funny. It's not funny you say that, but it's, and I think as somebody who, you know, you talk about the little white lies and stuff like that in the past, it's like, you're right. It is, and you've pointed this out to me and it's true. It's it's self-preservation under the guise of- Greed. I'm, greed is one of them. I would put lying yeah. under greed. So yeah, it, it's self-preservation under the guise of, I'm doing you a favor. I'm doing something because I care about your feelings. So I'm trying to make you no, feel better. No, it's not. Better. It's because you care about your own. You Did you just like hear what I said? Upset, Did make... you just hear what I said? You, no. It's self-preservation yeah. under the guise of Okay, you're using that. the third person. Say, I feel better. Like, that's why I got confused. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Okay. Well, the person lying, uh, you know. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, yeah. it's. From that st- from that place, the I, there's different there's different people who lie for different reasons. But yeah. under the under, if you want to look at the Myers Briggs and look at where that comes from, when you talk about the little white lies and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that it's yes, it's from that place of it ultimately is self preservation and right. I don't I don't want to have right. to deal with this, so therefore I'm going to say this thing because it's going to make you feel better, and I'm telling myself that it's because I want you to feel good, which is stupid. Like mm-hmm. it's not. About I don't that even at all. think it's necessarily that. I think it's I don't think it has to be. I'm doing it to make you feel good. I not I would argue under an ISTP that doesn't even compute to them. They are literally Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter how this other person feels. I need to feel... And to feel safe inside right now, I'm going to say this to get them off my back. Whereas, again, for me, because if you were thinking about me, you would be extroverting your feeling if you're thinking about the other person. Mm-hmm. That's my point. Whereas the INFJ, they're extroverting their feeling. Again, also self-preservation. But it's just like, if you feel good, I like I feel good. Like yeah. I'm going to make sure that there's harmony everywhere I 
am because if there's harmony out there, there's harmony in here. Mm -hmm. So where you are like, this person's coming at me, they're fucking with my harmony, I have to maintain my internal harmony, I'm going to lie to them so that I can maintain my internal harmony. That's true. Whether it hurts their feelings or not. I need harmony inside. I hear what you're saying, but under the framework I'm explaining, it would be that way. However, to maintain the harmony, the self-explanation for that is this idea that I'm actually doing them a favor when in reality that's not what's happening. Okay. That might be what your rationale has been, but I know other people that lie that are not thinking about the other person. It's solely because they need power and control in that situation. Oh, I totally- They want to control the narrative. They want to whatever. So they're absolutely, they're not rationalizing like, oh, this is actually going to make them feel better. No, it's because they want what they want when they want it. So they lie to get it. I totally agree with that. I agree with that. That's what I'm saying. I think there's different reasons why people lie. I think if I look at it And I think I could look at it from you and be like, I want this conversation to end. I want you off my back. I want that. I want it now. So I'm going to lie to you to shut you up. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to shut you up. Yeah. That's fair. Stop trying to sound like a saint over there. That's fair. No, I'm not. Trust me. There's nothing in that that makes me sound like a saint at all. But it is an awareness thing and being like, no, those little things that that come up that ultimately it's it is to shut down those negative feelings or whatever else, and it's like, oh well, no, you have to, you know, there's work to be done there. I don't, I'm, I do a lot of things. I'm sure. You're sure. I'm a human, just like everyone you else. You do a lot of things. Lying is not one of them. I can't do it. You're right. I've never been able to do it. You're right. I I, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> There are other it eats things. Me alive. There are other things that you do that. That's where like, it's like criticism this, is my thing. This just yes, but this justification like is not one of right. them, <laughs> and that goes back to this whole thing. And you're mad at me for this, but what you do <clears throat> is no better than what I do. But it's not about that. No, that's and it not. Has to... <laughs> um, I don't think criticism is one of the deadly. I'm just kidding. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, no, I remember like being little, and my mom like questioned me lying about something, and I was so upset about it. It's like I, how could you think that I would lie? Like you don't even know me i don't fucking lie it's like always been such an important value to my to me like before i even understood what it meant to have an important value i just i know people that i know a lot of people that say they don't lie and they actually lie but yeah. like i'm seriously like you don't intentionally lie I, yeah that's true i'm you might, sure you might there's tell times where i exaggerate it, or isn't um, isn't the truth only because of your memory is not what correct you think it is and correct. you're so adamant that that's what happened not because you're lying about it because it's a different thing than intentionally yeah. saying something that you know to be false. Right. So. Right. Anyway. New topic. Ukulele. <laughs> we haven't talked about it in a while. It should be known that I've never put it down. I don't pick it up often. I've talked about getting professional lessons. You do you have it in your hand have right now? I have not followed through. You do not have it in your hand right now. No. You do put it down. You just lied. I just said I put it down. You just I said, said I haven't put it down. Okay. Tell the truth. But then I added to that. What did I say after that? Yeah. I haven't put it down completely. I don't, I, I, I don't pick it up often. I don't often. pick it up often. That's what I meant by that. Okay. <laughs> I know. So, my point is, is I haven't put it down all. Like I've kept up with it. You've kept playing it. There are times, like maybe once a week, maybe sometimes I'll get into it. Or I'm like doing several hours a week. Sometimes it's a few minutes a week. Maybe there's been a week here or there where I haven't done it at all. I don't know. What I find really interesting about it is that every time I pick it up, I don't lose anything. It's like I haven't touched this in a week, and why did I? What now? I understand this thing that I couldn't get before, Mm -hmm. or I can do this finger movement that I had such trouble with. Now I have no problem with, or or whatever it is. So that is super fun, and I'm really excited because the the island strum. I have no rhythm. I don't. Well, obviously I have some rhythm. I have had a very difficult time in my life tapping into rhythm, and you helped me finally get the island island strum this weekend, which actually it was helpful because you were also trying to do it with me, and I'm like, I'm not getting it. What's going on? And then all of a sudden. like oh there's a pause there's two pauses why haven't you explained to me that you're supposed to there's a pause 
like, why didn't anybody, why doesn't anybody just say that there's a pause? I'm so confused. And you're like, isn't that obvious? I'm like, no, you have to say it. You have to tell me that there's this pause. <laughs> well, you not, not playing really any music at all. You have no idea about beats and measures and all of no. that, how that works. So it's no. like, most of us just. I think, but that's my problem. Like I never have. I think right. most people just get, I remember, I'm telling you, I remember being in fifth grade and the guy from Marshall Music, Marshall Music is a big instrument, um, whatever, seller in the Lansing area. Yeah, they and they rent like, them to school. And the yes. individuals and so they, they came to them. like they go to all the schools and when I grew up in the Lansing yeah. area and help kids pick instruments like get ready for band or whatever and I remember them coming to our school and like I remember sitting in fifth grade and this guy like playing this recording and like telling us to make a mark every time we heard like a beat or something I was so off like I had no at first I had no idea what he was talking about like what are you talking about and I remember him coming around and grabbing my paper and being like, I'm like, I'm something like I don't want to be in band or something. And like him, like, okay. Like where everybody else, I think there, he was like, are you sure? Like with me, it was like, yeah, yeah I you agree. Probably probably. Be, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, but it was really cool because we got it together and it might be pretty ridiculous, but it was pretty much, it was a lot of, there was childlike joy for me getting that yeah, down and playing exciting. that with you. It was very fun. That's cool. So That's I'm trying fun. to get you to play more with me. Yeah. Yeah, you play yeah. guitar. Tell tell the listeners about your guitar days. Did. No, you have not. I don't think you have. I played it. My dad played guitar. He was in a band. I'm like asking before. about you. I know. So I'm saying that that's where um, I grew up. I played piano in elementary school. Took piano lessons and stuff. And then my dad had a couple guitars, like nice guitars, and and he would play occasionally. And it was like, okay, so I got driven into that lane like you're gonna play guitar okay so why are you downplaying it so i played guitar in middle school for two years two years i took lessons and i i, I you asked me the other day i don't know how long so i took lessons for but i think you to catch on though to this stuff i mean to be fair i understand it i just yeah still of course play, you're still you know what like straight like you were like knew how to play certain chords no, is I, that what they're on, called on the ukulele on the guitar chords? you mean like is it f chord c chord yeah or is it they're c chords string? those are chords are there's chords notes and there's notes and chords are they the same are those used interchangeably no a note would be like a single note and a chord would be like the whole thing where you're strumming like on a guitar all six okay. strings Thank or you. like I'm multiple strings new every day. so yeah a chord is multiple notes together but it's called you can a also get chord. a chord via many different paths yes which is the same with god well because each by the way. each string <laughs> As the bass line is a different note, but there's only so many notes. So depending where you are, and you can play those different notes no on idea. different strings. You have no idea how valuable that was, though, to... Again, it just helps solidify this idea of that there's truth found in everything. Uh-huh. The truth about the way of all things is found in everything. Because I was like, what? You can play C this way and this way? That's so confusing. Uh-huh. And then you have different... <laughs> um, oh, my God. What's the... When you go up to octaves you have different octaves so you can have a c that's a low c and then a higher c and a higher c and a higher c and a higher c same with the piano it repeats over and over and yeah, over again i learned that because i had i went to this there's this girl that does this stuff online um youtube and she taught that about doing these different ways and she was explaining it like the g sharp whatever all the sharps and all the whatever's mm-hmm. <laughs> She was saying how it looks on a piano, what that looks like on the ukulele. I'm like, what? This there's this whole world opening up to me right now, Jim. It's really, it's fascinating. Okay. <laughs> my music, my musical instrument experience does not go beyond "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" on the recorder seventh grade music class. Okay, so this stuff's big time for me, <laughs> big time. Um, what was the other question I had for you about that? I forgot what it was now. Um, shoot, shoot. It. Maybe it will come back to me, but. 
trying to oh i i do other thing that impresses me is that you know we're like there's a couple songs that we can play now not well but imagine i can play i can play a part of them you can play the whole thing yeah not well though you've improved quite a bit i have improved quite a bit pretty quickly too like i said i picked this thing up like once a week it's impressive for your non-musicality i tried to to play imagine along with the actual imagine song and it was an absolute debacle but what happened is after i turned off the imagine song all of a sudden i could play but you could i could play it you could hear it and you could actually i know that's my point though like just trying to play along with the song which never worked out improved my ability just to play the song on my own Mm -hmm. tremendously but um and now i can hear too like i'll just know that i'm not hitting the right Mm -hmm. chord just by hearing it i'm like and then i'll look down i'm like oh shit my hands are way off but previously i never would have been tuned into that that was a little frustrating and i'm like oh you're learning who cares it's fine but i'm like how did you not know that that you were not playing the right note like i think i think i would have known before but i just wouldn't have cared whereas now though i really hear it like i'm like oh that's yeah, so, so so it's you're tuned way more into I'm way more tuned in yeah. exactly it's so interesting uh, there's one more thing i was going to say about that too oh well anyways so you want to get a piano yes i do want a piano i would like to play the piano i would like to learn to do you think i can learn how to play it on youtube yeah yeah pian- yeah you i could, feel you like i learn. should be good with it my fingers are pretty long piano to me is simpler Every song, obviously, just like every ukulele song you're learning, where it's like you're just doing like C, C, you know, A, whatever. You're doing simple strumming, simple songs. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing on the piano. You can just do like on the beats, like whatever the note is or whatever the chord is. And then you can get more complex the further you go and actually be like, oh, no, now I'm going to play every note and I'm going to do this. But you can play a rhythm. You can just get along, you know, um, you can tell you are playing the song without having to be super good at it is my point. And for me, the okay. piano is easier, or at least what I recall back in fifth grade when I played piano or in elementary school. Like you don't have to worry about the crazy finger positions and stuff. And and it's like, it's just, it's simpler to learn, I think, than a lot of other instruments. Okay. Have you ever have figured out how to play an instrument and sing at the same time? You've heard me sing. So I know, therefore, no, I would say no. No. And like even with piano, like when you were a kid, because seriously, to me, that's like trying to rub your stomach and pat your head at the same same time i can do it look at me look how well i'm doing it took a while to figure out <laughs> i can't do it this oh look actually never mind i'm doing kind of doing it with my other hand anyways <laughs> i just made myself a liar but to me it's that same thing like try it. and even you like i'm like jim will you sing and i'll play the minute you started singing i could not i could not my fingers stopped moving the way they were supposed to move it yeah. was so hard you're trying to um this is it's kind of like what comes first is it the singing or is it the playing and then instead of just doing your part it's very hard to separate those parts out and and do it together yeah and this this Unless probably it's simple, like you are my sunshine like i could sing to that one yeah this probably doesn't correlate at all but when i was gone what was it two weeks ago at my board development session there was this exercise we did with this like long stick like a six foot long stick and like people on each side holding it on their finger and the idea was you just have to hold it on your finger and everyone you need to lower it to the ground you couldn't we couldn't do it with like five people we couldn't do it inevitably somebody in order to try to prevent it from falling would go up higher and it's like no we all have to go down it's so simple it sounds so simple you just sing you just do this Uh but inevitably you're waiting for me to sing to strum along to it and i'm waiting for you to play the notes to sing to it and Uh it's like trying to just do our parts and be like this is the beat this is what we're doing yeah we're waiting for each other and then we're causing this thing that ultimately doesn't work and like one person can just totally 
screw it up. I guess this gives me a, so much a and huge appreciation got, for bands. And then you got like, yeah. how are they doing this? You've got you've got a full band, or you've got the, the street drummer, performer the that's got player, a guitar, the bass, the violin, right. the sax, the singer. Yeah, or the street performer that's got a guitar Jeez. and a drum and a and is singing at the same time I and know. doing like all of this stuff. And it's like what? It's uh, amazing it, yeah. to me. To me, I seriously am like just because when I can make one thing click, where I'm like, oh, this is clicking, or. Um, cool, I can sing along to this piece or whatever because it's simple because it's You Are My Sunshine (laughs) and I'm making two things happen together. I just feel like people that can do all the things that you just described, I just feel like they're they're bringing together. I can't imagine that their insides are not in complete harmony is what I want to say about that. The way they're able to synthesize all that energy together and create such beauty, it's like that's got to be happening on your inside right now because you're doing that. Yeah, but it it doesn't seem like in a lot of cases the most – you know, artistically genius people yeah. are the most fucked up. Yeah, so maybe they should just be doing that all the time. But all maybe day, it's every the day. opposite. Maybe it's like <laughs> they're so disjointed inside. This is the way they're. This is That's the harmony point. that they have, That's but it's not point. an internal harmony. That's my point. But doesn't okay. So you not having a musical background at all. Every time we go out and somebody's performing live someplace, unless they're inside. unless they're shitty, like. Even if they're just mediocre and they're okay, uh-huh. like to me, it's so impressive and I, I enjoy that I so totally much. Agree. I was going to say, do you think that you'll appreciate it even more now having a little bit of um, yeah, understanding perhaps, of... Perhaps, again, just even appreciating the drummer that I maybe not typically pay attention to, mm-hmm. even though I under, like I love drums. I love what they do. Love I drums. love what they do. They actually evoke the feminine energy. But it just, I don't know, I really... I really w- I really just have so much more of an appreciation in general for musicians and envy because it's like I want that. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say about that too? I lost it. Maybe it will come back to me. Eh, oh, well. <laughs> appreciation. But yeah, the live music, you said that. It's Oh, I definitely appreciate that. Oh, this is unrelated but related. I mean, I've said multiple times going, which we're not going to be able to do this year because Katie's not in dance, but going to those dance recitals, mm-hmm. those dance studio recitals, I cry. I'm overwhelmed with emotion just watching the power of all these individuals come together and synchronize on stage to powerful beats and um, just uh, beats and strings or whatever <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm overwhelmed with emotion. And I'm like, wow, I'm so, it's like my body wants to get up there and do that with them. Um, I really should take adult dance classes, but that's just too embarrassing for me right now. So <laughs> do that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's so cool. I find it, it fascinating. And yeah, it's impressive to see the rhythm and the harmony that they all have together because uh-huh. all it takes is one person to ruin the dance. And mm-hmm. for the most part, for especially the ages that they're at watching them and be like, how do you guys all get this together and be so in sync there's got to be such a this is where this is also spiritual though for me and i think um there's got to be such a you there's a there's a bit of a surrender and a a letting go to the flow of the energy in the Mm -hmm. room do you know what i mean but that's where when you look at that like again those younger age dance classes and stuff Mm -hmm. and you really have to have an appreciation for the teachers that are teaching those oh, classes sure. because you can look at them and be like, whatever, you don't know, you, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're teaching this dance class, but then to see the way they're able to get all of those different kids and personalities to come together mm-hmm. and do this in, you know, um, in sync with each other, mm-hmm. like there is something to be said for that. Yeah. To get them all tuned into any any yeah. teacher in the arts in that way yeah. to me where you're especially where you're choreographing a group of individuals to create art to me is pretty cool yeah um yeah yeah um shoot i keep losing what i was going to say what is wrong with Tim. you 
because you talk too much. I'm kidding. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, everybody heard it. (laughs) Shoot. What was it? I don't know. You did have one correction you think you were going to make from last week or something. That was such a stupid thing, but you wanted to make a correction. It was something about like a day of the week or something that was like you said something on a certain date and it was off by a day or I, was, I don't remember now. Don't Why are you remember. doing that to me? Way to remind me of I something else would, I can't remember. I thought you would remember <laughs> and figure it out, but I feel like it was such a basic thing that you were like, oh, remind me, I have to do this correction. And I'm like, Why? Nobody cares about that. That's stupid. But Oh, I know what it was. Thank you. <laughs> See? I said said that my sixth birthday I got a pat- oh my, patch that's kid right. and it was election day <laughs> and I was like, no, it was my seventh birthday because my sixth birthday was my golden birthday and that's where I got my little tykes okay. orange and yellow picnic table, which I obsessed over for weeks because it looks like candy corn. Like I could eat those things if you could. You know what I'm talking about? No, From the 80s, those little those little tykes picnic tables, they were no. orange and yellow. I used to go to Meyer every week and stare at it and dream of it. Orange and yellow. No, I don't Dude, orange and oh, yellow. Dude, what's wrong with you? I got one for my sixth birthday, golden birthday, best birthday of my life. Seventh birthday, I got Betsy Marie, my first Cabbage Patch kid, took her to election night, which was probably the night where was Reagan was running, probably. Anyways, it's funny because that, that that conversation sparked. We were talking to Katie Kay, and she was like, I remember my seventh birthday, too. And then we just talked about that. So, But yes, that was my correction. I got Betsy Marie on my seventh birthday, okay. not my sixth I birthday. I wish I didn't bring that up. Okay. I wish I would have remembered the other thing, though. Anyways, shoot. Anyways. <laughs> Should we get on with our day? We should get on with our day. Um, God, I was going to say something else. I've had enough coffee to hydrate an elephant today, (laughs) dehydrate an elephant today, but maybe that's my problem. It probably is. It does mess with your head a little bit. So we're going to do some more ukulele today, probably. At some point. We'll see. Yeah, we are. I know what I was going to say. One of them. Tomorrow's my birthday. I'm turning 45 and we have front row, right? Front row seats to head and heart. Yes, we do. And the debate is, should I carry a sign that says, it's my birthday, will you sign this? Probably. I feel very vulnerable doing that. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, To actually have to hold it makes me feel so uncomfortable because the the rejection would just be like really weird. (laughs) This is the one one thing I'm going to say about that is that in doing that, Mm -hmm. the benefit to being the front row is you don't have to hold it over your head and annoy the shit out of everybody else because there's nothing worse than that. Maybe I could just hold it up at the end. Yeah. That's what I'll do. Not during the concert, but when they leave, like hold it up and see if they see it. Well, no, you have to get the attention beforehand because you can put it down. No, because that's when they're throwing picks and things. So I can make like, hey, like right then and there. Like right then and there. But you have to make sure. If they don't sign it, they don't sign it. It's fine. This is a small venue But I don't want to be an asshole and hold it up during the whole concert because I just don't want it to be about me. Yeah, like, oh, now I got to remember you and I got to think about this whole thing. Yeah, it feels silly to me. But at the end, maybe I just want their, I want them to sign a sign for me. And if you say it's your birthday, it's also more special and they might be more likely to do it. Yeah. You know, I, no, I, I agree know, with or that. not. Maybe they won't. They'll be like, well, how old are you? 55? Why are you here at my concert? You could be my mom. That's what they might That's say. endearing. <laughs> we have yeah. to embrace where we're at. And no, oh, I think I'm, I am. I'm totally I think we both that. have enough self-awareness that we're not going to be those obnoxious people that you're holding it over your head and blocking people behind you from being able to see. Oh, and I stuff. just want to like, have a little piece of paper. That's what like I mean. You're holding it up in front of you. They post- will see it because you're going to be in the front row. So you'll what, be able what to. What do you expect the sign to be? I was just going to literally have yeah. a piece of printer paper, eight and a half by 11. I know. That says nothing more than today's my birthday. Will you sign this? Yes. Maybe it's going to say today's my 45th birthday. Will you sign this? Yeah. <laughs> 
I like it. I like it a lot. You hold it for me and yeah. today's her birthday. Her birthday. Today's her birthday. Will you sign this? <laughs> yeah. Exciting. So that's it. It's your birthday. I wish I could remember the other things I was going to say, but that's all right. I don't think you had anything else. I think you're just making I that did. up out of I really your did. Own it was insecurity. related to what you were talking about with watching people perform and the whole thing. Oh, well, okay. whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. We are. You ready to go are. finish raking some leaves? We I keep seeing people walk by here. You okay? First of all, it's you don't rake leaves. You blow them with a leaf blower. That's the ones cute. in the back along the fence by the pool. Mm-hmm. We have to rake those out or mm-hmm. scoop them up. Scoop them. We're That's not fine. Them. Okay. Ultimately, you know what I mean. Do you have yard bags? I don't think we have any. Yard we're just bags. gonna dump them and then we're gonna haul them up front with the other ones. With like a wheelbarrow. I have a wheelbarrow. Yeah. Okay. Or you can put them in a yard bag and dump them, but if you, right. we don't have a you yard still, bag. But first you have to clean those things out of the garage that you promised to clean out of the garage. Y- yeah. Okay. You promised I would clean them out of the garage. Yes. You promised yourself I would clean them out of the garage. Yes. And I agree. I domineered you. You did. You commanded I me. commanded. I said. It was authoritative. You will remove those things. Yes. If you don't like them in your car, that's not my problem. Do something about it. But you're not going to put sh- take shit that's in your car that you don't like and then put it in okay. our shared space. That's not how this works. That's fair. Let's be honest. Most of that stuff did not come from my car it came from the house and it's kids clothes and a bunch of other stuff that needs to get donated that's fair there's one thing but we tend to have this problem with you like you'll take things and you yeah. just leave them all over the countertops i'm all like right. put it in your work bag and you're like no i don't want it in my work bag i'm like well then that probably means you should do something about it and Nobody's not put it in our in this conversation space. anymore you know what i mean yeah <laughs> all right love you i love you bye bye, bye.